This is holding down the fort. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. Today, we've got Christian Young, Los Angeles Angels pitcher. Christian, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's our pleasure. And uh, Christian, um, we know some of his teammates who are out here at uh, NCCC in the Western New York area, but we're going to dial it all the way back to uh, kind of where you came from, how you got started playing this great game of baseball. Um. So I'm I'm from Buffalo, the South Towns, Hamburg. Um, it's where I currently live. Uh, I I grew up in uh, the West Seneca area as a kid, and um, you know around there was where I was uh, playing baseball, t-ball, everything growing up. Um, definitely bounced around a lot, but you know, come high school, I I ended up going to Frontier uh, all four years and. That's where I uh, played out my baseball career for high school was Frontier. How did we, uh, uh, how were we a, uh, a guy who was kind of ahead of the curve? Did we throw real hard? How was, uh, how was that high school career for us? Um, Yeah, all my uh, teammates, my friends in high school always said that like I, I threw like a lot harder than most guys, but I never really thought so. Um, and especially now looking back at like what I know now about pitching and, you know, how to throw a baseball and looking back to that high school, my high school years, it's like, I wasn't throwing hard. I, I don't know. It's different. Um, high school, I felt like I was just kind of throwing the ball. Like now, now I feel like I'm, I'm pitching. And um, I think a lot of my um, success with, my increased velo comes from when I moved on to Niagara community college and playing under Matt Klingersmith. Um, what a boss that guy is, huh? <laughs> oh, I love, I love him. Me and him are really close, really close. We talk all the time. That's um, awesome. So, um, we got there. Did we see, you know, some improvement in the feel for pitching? I've talked to a lot of guys who have kind of made their, their way through end trip. And it's like, Hey, once you get there, you really realize what hard work is where you might not have as much in, in high school. So was it combo of both? Did we see that velo spike, uh, walk us a little bit through the, uh, the first couple of years of college there? Um, yeah, I think, I think going to end trip, it kind of, it taught me like everything, like it, the, the work there is totally different on like a college campus as it is like a high school campus. Um, but when you get there, you kind of just like you really start to like focus in and your IQ of the game really starts to come together like a lot more. There's a lot more to a college baseball game than there is a high school baseball game. Um, but the the velo like aspect, I mean, 
I don't think it comes down to just focusing on velo. I think it's just like it, it's just like the whole atmosphere, just showing up. You know, we got six a.m. practices. We got we got to go to class all day. Then we got lift. We got another practice. It's you know everything kind of comes like full circle, and you know it it really is. A lot of people talk about the whole JUCO grind and like how it's it, it's so much more gritty than like a, a Division One, Division Two school, and it really is. It's um. It, it's something you kind of just have to experience for yourself, but yeah, the, um, the, the no rules aspect really kind of changes what we can do all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I forgot about that. Cause there was like no limit on uh, practice times, how many practices you can have. So if we weren't in class, we were either in the weight room or practicing. Yeah, uh, and you know, at a, at a school like this Northeast, um, you know, lots of snow for, for a decent amount of the year everyone's always trying to find those ways to get better. Right. So having the resources there, having, you know, kind of a plan once you get there, it does, you know, even if you weren't ready for it after high school, you're kind of thrown right into the fire, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, at end trip too, we, I, I believe like during those cold snowy months, we would, uh, we would have indoor practices. I think some nights until I want to say like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> It, it was it was tough, but it's fun. Like when you look back on it now, it's like you kind of wish you can go back, it, even though like when you're in that moment, it kind of feels like it sucks and you don't want to be there. It's like I'd love to go back just for like one more year and, you know, experience it all over again. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the time, um, you know, things that suck, uh, you know, having to grind through stuff takes a, a team and kind of uni unifies them. Right. Where all of a sudden we're like wow, I really love these guys. We spend so much time with them. Talk to us a little bit about some of the teammates there, any of the guys that we still kind of keep in touch with to this day. Um, yeah, I still keep in touch like here and there with some guys, but um, you, it really does make those practices, those days, those months go by a lot quicker when you got like your best friends with you every day. It's If you don't make friends in college, it's, it makes it a lot tougher, you know, having to show up to the field and maybe like, I don't know, not having like certain relationships with certain players. And it, it just makes for a longer, harder, tougher season. And, you know, you you want to try and enjoy it as much as you can. So um, yeah, I definitely still back to, so, sorry, real quick. It's, um, you know, having those relationships, it kind of starts from the top down, right? So not only cling bringing in the right guys, but, you know, kind of setting the stage for you guys, like, you know, from the top down, everybody's there for the same goal, still hasn't won that World Series yet. And he he's real hungry for it. Right. So, like, it's easy to either get on board or get the fuck out real quick. Absolutely. And and Kling preaches that like really well. He, he gets his point across really well. And um, he's definitely building a program there that. <clears throat> Um, the championship winning team. I mean, I think they've gone to the World Series, I what like seven times in their last like ten seasons or something. It's, yeah, he's up there every friggin' year. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't start with the players. It starts it starts with him and you know what what he expects of teams and you know those six a.m. practices, uh, all that. It's um, Kling's just like a great guy, and the 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 program he's building there is outstanding. Yeah. So thinking about, you know, our area, it's not always, well, powerhouse division, you know, division three JUCOs come out of Western New York. 
but year after year, they keep showing up and it doesn't matter who they've lost, what they've gone through. He's got people to run out there who are ready to, you know, die for him pretty much on the field. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, it just shows yeah every year when it doesn't matter who's on the team, like you said, it, new guys are coming in and showing up when they have to. And, you know, that's, that's why the team keeps getting back to the world series and having success every year. Yeah. And those guys, you know, Juco, you're turning over about every two years, the COVID rules and regulations kind of switched it up a little bit, but you're counting on potentially, you know, rookies in new spots, all the, you know, big spots all the time as you get to those situations. So it's like a hit the ground running, get ahead of everybody else. And you got to really stay ahead because you don't have, you know, Hey, this guy's been a junior and he's been around and he's seen how it goes and he's dealt with the adversity. Like you might be a freshman who ends a world series game and that's the only chance you get in that spot. Right. Oh, absolutely. But both years I went there, it was, uh, I mean, at least my freshman year, I think we had a majority of freshmen that were starting every game. Um, and I think that's why a lot of a lot of guys choose the JUCO route because, you know, there's all this talk about, uh, like, don't go D1. Like, you might not play. Like, JUCO, you're going to play. Um, JUCO is, like, it's a really good place. Like, as a freshman, you're going you're gonna to be out there playing, competing, developing, and just getting the reps and development you need to go and play at the Division One, Division Two level uh, against a lot better competition. Yeah, you're not you're not lost on a roster, so say behind two seniors, a junior, and you're oh man, I'm really waiting my turn no matter what to to see the field. They're going big spots, big at bats, big, you know, big outs that they really have to get every time. So give us uh two years at end trip. Walk us through a little bit of the recruiting process and how we ended up um, you know, all the way up to kind of where we've gotten to today. Um actually, yeah, it was kind of a funny story. Even getting to end trip. Uh, I finished high school. I was committed to go to N-Trip and play right after my senior year of high school. And um, when it came down to it, I actually, I told Kling, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm mentally or physically ready for, you know, college and baseball at this time. So I ended up actually taking a year off of school completely. I went, I wanted to see what the real world was like. I, I went and got a job. I worked, I saved up some money. I, I paid my own way through college. Um, and then after that year, I, I felt like I was more mentally and physically prepared to just like go on and just like take a real shot at the opportunity, um, and triple C was giving me. And so um, he, he still had that door open for you, his open arms ready for you to come back after that year off. Absolutely. He was, he was more than supportive about it. That's yeah, huge, man. Um, and like, you know, experience in the w real world, right? Like grinding your way through stuff that's irreplaceable you know knowledge and experience that you probably you know an 18 year old kid doesn't get very often right no not yeah exactly you know I just sometimes you just have to take a step back and you know look at the bigger picture of things and um you know 18 I was definitely like just like immature like not very knowledgeable of many things but um I felt like that ended up being a very good decision for me, like in the end for where I'm at now. Um, um, and then after end trip, um, I had West Virginia come out and watch a bullpen 
while I was still at Intrip my sophomore year and I ended up taking a visit down there and committing well like on the spot uh place is beautiful it'll reel you in real quick right (laughs) the more yeah Morgantown's a very beautiful area very beautiful um I loved my time there um unfortunately I did end up transferring to Mercyhurst for my senior year um I don't want to say like unfortunately because the the coach Spano at Mercyhurst he he kind of gave me an open arms invite to Mercyhurst as well and yeah, I loved every second I had there. Um, He's one of the one of the all time greatest Northeast coaches in college baseball. Man, that's going out there to play for that guy is uh, is a totally different ball game a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's another one of those guys that just he, he's there to you know work with you and you know he wants to win ball games and his, his program at Mercyhurst shows that as well. Um, the my senior year we ended up. I believe finishing fourth in the world series or the country um, that year. And it was a great run get, getting to go to Harry, North Carolina, the USA baseball, you know, home grounds. Uh, it was very cool experience and I loved every second of it. And I'm very grateful for coach Spano and Mercyers for giving me that late uh, opportunity. Yeah. So we're a, a year out of school, two years at Juco spend uh, another year there. So after Mercyhurst, did we we stay in the game? Did we end up back in the real world? How do we uh, how do we end up in the uh, the shoes of a Los Angeles pitcher today? Um, so that I graduated uh, Mercyhurst in 2019, and that summer I went in, across the border to Ontario and was playing in the IBL, which I believe is the Intercounty Baseball League. Yeah, uh, um, Hamilton Hamilton Cardinals, things like that. Yeah, yeah, I was playing for the Welland Jackfish. Um, uh, I was just, uh, they gave me like a good little opportunity because, you know, I, I obviously didn't end up getting drafted in 2019. So um, they gave me the opportunity to go over there and play. And it was pretty cool because, um, you know, I'm a guy right across the border. Um, they didn't make it. So I had to go and travel to every single game. Um, you know, they just expected me to get my work in throughout the week and, come and show up uh, the day I had to start. Um, so I did that in 2019 and then um, 2020 rolls around obviously in uh, COVID and there was really nothing going on. Um, so at that point um, I just got a job working, um, just doing like some type of mosquito, like home lawn care thing. And, nice little, you know, little uh, insect repellent kind of sales yeah. job door to door. Uh, no, it wasn't really uh door to door. Like I would actually go to like people's houses and spray their properties with like the, you know, the chemicals or whatever it was. Well, juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at that point, like with COVID going on, I think myself along with a lot of ball players were kind of like lost on whether or not like they were, their career was going to continue. And, um, I, 2021 comes around, you know, I, I tried to keep my body in shape, you know, just in case, you know, I was still staying in shape. Uh, 2021 rolls around and I go back to Welland Jackfish up in Canada and um, I make a couple starts there. And um, I, I'm going to backtrack here for a second because um, the, it's kind of like a funny story on how I got to Milwaukee for the milkmen. Um, so in 2019, 
Um, I, I know the manager, Anthony Barone, for the Milwaukee Milkmen. I played for uh, the Jamestown Jammers in uh, college summer ball. Oh, and very nice. That perfect game action, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won a championship with them. Um, yes, sir. So 2019 rolls around just after college. He's like, hey, man, like, there's a new team opening up. It's indie ball. Like, we'd love to have you out. Um, and I told him, like, you know what, I – I, I don't think that's really for me and um, I'm just going to kind of stick at home, you know, work and, you know, go across the border, do my one outing a week and, you know, just see how that goes. And um, so I, I kind of turned down the offer to go play for the Milkmen in 2019. Um, and then 2021 rolls around. I'm, I'm back in Welland playing. I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting that love back for baseball after not playing for two years. Um, so I, I shot him a text. I'm like, hey, Anthony, like, um, if you guys got a spot open or anything comes up, you know, I'm, I'm playing. I feel really good, pitching well. And he's like, uh, you know, let me see what I can do. Um, if anything opens up, spots open up, uh, I'll let you know. And uh, my last start, uh, for the Welland Jackfish in 2021, I pitched against the former or the reigning champions of the league. Uh, they're always like one of the better teams in the league, the Barry Baycats. Yep. Um, ended up going, driving like two and a half, three hours up there. It was like pouring rain all day. We had to sit around for hours and hours. And I ended up Throwing like seven innings, 16 strikeouts, one run. It was a pretty good outing. Cooking, yeah, and buddy. <laughs> that that night, um, I go back to my dad's. I stayed at my dad's because my dad's from the Toronto area. So I would always stay with him when uh, I had to go on the long trips in Canada. So I, I went back to his house after the game. I texted Anthony again. I'm like, Anthony, I just I just had 16 strikeouts. You know, I'm, I'm ready to come and compete. Like, I want to come play for the Milkmen. And, um, I like not even a week later, I ended up signing a contract. I'm, I'm playing beer league softball with my buddies, uh, down in Angola at Mickey rats. And, yeah. you know, I get a call. Mickey and, rats. Shout out Mickey rats. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and, like I'm in the middle of a game. Um, and I get a call from, uh, the general manager of the milkman. He's like, Hey, we're going to have you on a flight tomorrow, like to come out. Like if you want to do this. I'm, I said, absolutely. Like, sign me up. Uh, I'm ready. I'm there. And um, uh, that ended up being, like, middle of August. So I only got to play, like, a month um, my first year with the Milkmen. And, you know, still getting used to everything. Every, everyone's in, like, midseason form. You know, I'm definitely still a little nervous. Like, <laughs> like holy shit. I don't, I don't know what to expect. Um, so my, my, that one month. We like didn't really do too great. Didn't do like too bad. Um, I think I had like 17 innings, whatever. That's not, um, not bad for a month and being the new guy on the squad. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not terrible. Um, but I, I definitely was having my thoughts that off season, like, uh, are they going to resign me? Like, is this it? Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to play anymore. And, um, you know, sure enough, they, they extended my offer for the next season. And um, uh, starting like 2022, um, I've always, I've always been like a starter my whole career. So 
2022 comes around, they're like, hey, we're going to kind of just have you like start out in the bullpen, um, you know, see how this works. And um, I had a couple good outings, a couple bad outings. Um, but later that year, we had a guy, Jose Espada, get picked up by the Padres. And um, it was about the middle of the season. And uh, at that time, I was like a one-inning guy. You know, they were just kind of going out there like, right, we're just going to try and convert you to a one-inning guy. Uh, you know, just go out there, leave it out there, and, you know, just blow doors. You know, go go put up some numbers. Yep. <laughs> and um, so that's what I, I did for maybe like a month or so. We And then Jose Espada got picked up. And AB comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, like, you're you're the guy tomorrow. Like, you got to start." <laughs> I was like, "All right, give it to me. I I want it." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but I, I, when they made me that one inning guy, it was kind of like like a, it was it was almost like a different mindset going into just pitching in general. Um, when I was in that role. Uh, it, it, like I said, it was just like, go out there and just throw the ball as hard as you can. Every pitch, you know, just one batter at a time and just go compete. So, um, like previously as a starter, I, I wasn't like too much of a velo guy, like maybe 88 to 92. Um, <clears throat> after the whole, like one inning roll stint going into starting, um, I, I think my velo increased to like 94, 96, touching 97. So helped out a little they, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when they, um, when they made me a starter again, I kind of took that same mindset into, into the starting role and um, you know, everything kind of just stayed the same. Um, you know, just going out there competing one pitch at a time and just, you know, letting it eat kind of. And um you know, ever, ever since that moment, my velo as a starter has kind of sat like around like the 94, 96. And, um, I, I, I think it's just like more of like a mental kind of click for me instead of like anything physical, you know, just going out there, you know, not being afraid of anybody, like just attacking them and, you know, you got nothing to lose. And, um, I guess really just, everything kind of fell into like full circle right there. And, you know, I've just been starting ever since. And um, obviously this, this past season was my first full season as a starter in professional baseball. And, um, you know, I found a lot of success, you know, thanks to the milkmen and just like for the opportunity and, you know, all my teammates just supporting me through the last few years in Milwaukee. And, um, I'm just trying to think. No, you're good. You're good. Cause they're like, now, now we're here, right? All of a sudden yeah, it was yeah, like, it's... that that mental click of, Hey, you've started your entire life, man. I'm going to the bullpen. This is not my role. This is not for me. This is, you know, some people can really flip that on its head and go like, Hey, fuck it. Like I'm going to attack this. I'm going to get in this mode. And then all of a sudden you get handed the, Hey, tomorrow you're going back into your old role. And it's not like, Oh my God, I got to change everything. I've got a different routine. I've got this, that I don't put my spikes on until the seventh. Normally, like it sounds like you kind of took it and you were like, Hey, like this has been working. This is what I'm going to stick with. And how about 
inning by inning, right? Like it sounds like through our starts, we're maintaining that velo. So it's not like we blew all the doors in the first inning. We're all of a sudden, second time, third time through the lineup. And we're right where we were the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I guess it just like does kind of come, come down to that whole like one inning mindset. It's just, you know, one inning at a time, one pitch at a time, just, you know, stay out there and compete and, you know, everything, everything will end up falling into place. And, you know, eventually it did. And, um, I found a lot of success in this past season. Like the first, the first half of the season was went by pretty well for me. I ended up being an all-star and, uh, being the starting pitcher for the East and the American association. Let's go. Um, Yeah. And this past season really opened up like a lot of doors for me. Um, yeah, I just finished my season in uh, Puerto Rico for uh, Santorce. Um, but this, that whole, like, this whole past 2023 season with the Milkmen, you know, it's just like, I'm so grateful for, like, them just continuing to give me the opportunity to go out there and compete and play for them because, you know, the opportunity to go play for Santorce in Puerto Rico would have just, would have never happened if, you know, I wasn't, given that stage or that opportunity to go and show what I can do. And um, sure enough, I go down to Puerto Rico the last few months and I, I do really well. Revilo is still doing pretty good after a long, long season, the most innings I've ever thrown. Um, arm was still feeling good. And um, Puerto Rico, there are like a lot of connections down there. You know, like every team has managers and coaches that are, somehow some way like affiliated with a professional uh league team and um sure enough one of our coaches i believe he's uh he's a hitting director with the angels um he uh he came up to me right before one of my starts which might not have been like a great time to tell me but he's like hey i'm you know (laughs) I, i like what you're doing i like what you're doing um just keep doing you. I, I just want to l- ask you if it's okay if I give your name to the Angels. You know, keep doing your thing. Um, I go Don't out let and have this a good change. Outing. Don't let this change what you're currently doing, but I just wanted you to know. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? It's like, it's a good thing, to, not a good thing to tell me right before I go out and pitch. Um, but until you, bump, until you bump a 99 in the first inning, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're working up to 99. We'll hopefully get there, but I try not to let that get to me. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, you're going out there, you're doing a job. And, um, you know, once you step on that mound, it's just like, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's like tunnel vision. Everything blacks out. It's like, you don't know or hear anything going on around you. So the last thing I'm thinking of is, you know, what he told me two seconds for two seconds before a start, you know, just, Every, every starts going out there and doing the same, same job and competing. And um, sure enough, like two weeks later, um, I uh, I have another start. I did really well. Um, I come out of the game and he comes over to me and uh, he's like, hey, uh, I, I, I just talked to the Angels. You know, if just expect a phone call here in the next week expect a phone call. I was like, wow, like, thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, at that point, like 
you, you kind of learn to just like take things with a grain of salt. So like, I, I was thinking like, okay, maybe they'll call me, maybe they won't like whatever. I'm, I'm more than happy to go to back to Milwaukee and continue to play. So it's like, I, I wasn't getting myself too excited. You know, I wasn't telling myself like anything negative, getting too down on it. Like, Oh, what if they don't, I was just preparing for my next start essentially and existing, right. It's kind of a, yeah. you know, the, the highs and lows of the game are definitely something that come across, you know, on, on the desk all the time. And it's kids who don't know how to deal with the failure aspect or too much success at once. And, you know, kind of not expecting a, a low at some point to follow it, but it sounds like process wise, man, like everything that you've gone through, you've really kind of found your, your own way to do exactly what you're doing, which is all the guys who we talk to who have done this for any sort of time or with any kind of success, it's like, Hey, it's very unique to your yourself and very process oriented. Do you feel like you've kind of come up with that on your own? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it just comes with experience. Um, you know, you, you talk to people all the time, you, you know, you start to learn like who to trust, who not to trust. And it's like, I found that I just like to kind of stay in my own lane. Um, you know, I'm, I, I think of myself as a pretty quiet guy. So like, I don't know. I'm not out causing trouble over here, not causing trouble over there. I'm not like, I don't, I don't know, but I just try to, like you said, stay, stay in my own lane and, you know, just there it's work. Like I'm there to do a job, um, getting paid to do a job. And, you know, I couldn't be any more grateful for like be able to play baseball for a living. And, um, it's just, I, I think experience is just at the end of the day, you know, you, you learn things, you learn what to do and you learn what not to do. And, um, the more you can learn, take the things that you learn what to do and carry that with you every day is, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's how, it's how you build yourself. Right. And like yeah. you said, with that, that angel's news, you're like, all right, take it with a, take it with a grain of salt. Right. When it comes to, Hey, I'm taking this year off after high school. Like people are probably, everyone's got an opinion about that. No, you're going to waste your time. No, you're the, the clock's ticking. You know, you stay in your own lane. You've got kind of your mind made up about, about what you're doing. Like it's how you get to, you know, to certain places in life, man. It's just, when you look back on it and you're like, Hey, like I've kind of done this my way, you find routes to where you want to go. If Barone is like, Hey, that kid's a, a troublemaker. He sucked having on the team. He's such an asshole. Like you can't call him and say, Hey, do you got that spot open in Milwaukee? Right? So with ABCA, just kind of wrapping up and 10,000 coaches all being in the same place from all areas of the game. It's like those dudes that you walk up to randomly and talk to in your first couple of years, end up being real important down the road. And they, you know, they remember the kind of guy you are and not just that you were any good at throwing baseballs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you actually, you hear that a lot. Cause like a lot of people talk too. like, you, you start to kind of like learn who other people are without even meeting them in the baseball world, just because, you know, everybody knows everybody somehow, some way. And, um, you know, I don't ever want to be the guy that like, you know, somebody goes and talks like, Hey, he's like, you don't want this guy. He's, he, he's a bad teammate in the clubhouse. You know, he's just, nobody likes those guys. And like, unfortunately there are some around and um, I just don't ever want that 
perspective to be on my shoulders and um everybody talks um but uh definitely in um in puerto rico you know you got a lot of big big name guys you know i, I was very fortunate to be around the players i was for the two months that i was there and um you know i got to learn so much uh it's a it, it's a different type of baseball down there too um it's it's very fun you know just the uh the environment there just i don't i don't know what it is it's hard to describe but it's just it's it's a different game of baseball and i i don't know I, i'm very grateful for the opportunity yeah so talk i uh i talked to a a former big leaguer who played in the uh like the mid to late 90s with uh the cleveland indians when they were still the indians and he, uh, you know, Jim Tomey, Kenny Lofton, Omar Vizquel, Roberto Alomar, you know, some of his teammates, Manny Ramirez. Um, and he's like, Hey, like I can't replace my Dominican winter league, you know, feeling that I got, he's like, I was there for world series runs in Cleveland and you just can't recreate the environment that, that these countries create around baseball baseball is life in puerto rico you know baseball is life in the dr baseball is life in venezuela and those fans show up and bring that kind of energy to the park every day like you said it's it's almost a different level of fun sometimes that uh that they really create and as much as you get tunnel visioned on the mound you really are just focused on your job it's hard not to take in some of that surrounding environment correct absolutely yeah um and, and like another thing that just like it, it makes it so nice is, you know, being from the Northeast up here, it's uh, the, during these winter months, it's very cold, it's very cold. And um, I think that's another thing that just like, it makes it stand out is like, you're, you're in Puerto Rico in the middle of December and it's 85 degrees. And um, unfortunately I wasn't able to uh, stay for the playoff run. Um which, you know, I, I still follow the team. Um, yeah, I was going to say, how'd they, how'd they end up doing down there? Um, they, I don't know if it was last night or two nights ago. I think it was two nights ago. They just got knocked out in the first round. Um, they're they missing did end you. Up fit, huh? I said, they're missing you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've missed it down there. But, uh, yeah, it, following the team and, like, the things they post on social media, the – the environment during the playoffs down there just it looks so electric and fun like it the stadiums look sold out and you know it's just oh it's almost like when i see the pictures it almost feels like i'm like still there you know just being with the guys and you know i'm still just rooting and supporting for each and every one of them every day but you know unfortunately the season came to an end the other night that's all right. Everybody will be returning back to their uh, their cold weather homes here as we're getting smoked with the snow up up this way. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, um, going back to uh, coaching coaching staff down there, who was uh, who was our hitting director? Who's uh, who's with the Angels? And um, talk to me a little bit about some of the the conversations we've had them had with them about getting us out to you know Arizona for spring training. Um. So the guy uh, that was on my team the hitting director was uh Jovel Jimenez. Nice, um, very nice, Jimmy. <laughs> and um you know it's like you don't really like sit there and have like too many conversations. Yeah, you, you know, you're you're there working every day, so it's like you know, there's something expected of you. Um 
So it, it kind of just came around like super quickly. Like, like I said, it was like before one start, he just mentioned like, Hey, like I'm going to give your name, you know, just keep doing your thing. So just go back to work every day. You know, we, we would never really sit down and have conversations. It's just like, you know, we're there picking each other up every day and, you know, just keep doing your thing. And, and then after my one start, he just kind of, he gave me like another quick little message, like, Hey, just expect, expect a phone call. You know, it's coming, it's coming. Um, after he told me that it was like the next day, he's like, Hey, did they call you? Did they call you? I was like, no, not yet. I haven't <laughs> heard anything. And then the, the day after that, I was like, Hey, I still haven't heard anything. He's like, he like, would kind of just give me like a look. He's like, don't worry. They'll, they'll call you. They're calling you. And then, you know, sure enough, like not even a week after he told me that they would call me, they called me and um, they ended up offering me a contract. And uh, the next day, uh, I believe I, I signed it. And, um, you know, we're starting to work everything full circle to get me down there in spring training in February. Yeah. How about, uh, how about the trip across the country? Are you going to take the, uh, the flight stipend or are you going to be driving yourself out to AZ? Nah, I'm I'm gonna be taking the flight. I just I, I'm not a big road trip guy. I'm, no, I'm a big I, I guy. Made, I made that mistake when I went out there. I I left uh Western New York and I got to uh Oklahoma City on on day one and I was like, What what am I doing right now? I would have been there earlier today, I'd be chilling already. Like this is this is not the way to go. <laughs> I know. I it's just like I'm a big guy, so you know, car rides do not sit well with me at all. Um but then, like, on the other hand, like, there, I do kind of debate it because I'm not really too big on flights. I, they, they cause me so much anxiety. It's, I, I don't like them. So, yeah, and you're, I, you're but, packing life into a couple of bags that you can bring on too, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, I mean, if I were to drive, I could bring 10 times the amount of things I could. Um, as nice as it would be to have my own car down there, I just think it's just easier to, you know, fly out there and, you know, just take take what they're going to have to offer. Yeah, and you, you're not sure where you're going to end up after that, right? So, like, having a yep. car there, having to drive it out, having to send it somewhere, it's, it is a, a pain, and you guys get taken real good care of in the, the team hotel, all your food's there. It's Everything is a real good situation for you guys to just kind of show up and, like you've been saying this whole time, man, just get to work. Right. I really, um, I really appreciate your time and it is, uh, you know, it's very eye opening to think that good players come from anywhere. Right. And it's about yeah, what you do along the way, who you meet along the way and what those people remember about you that ultimately, you know, brings it full circle. Like our first real pro contract is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's, it's a journey I wouldn't trade for anyone else's just because it's my own and, um, I'm really excited and ready to get started. Yes, sir. And that thing is not over yet, right? We are still absolutely riding it. There are many pages to be written in that Christian Young story. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. And, you know, for me, I... I... Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it with us. Be on the lookout for our newest designs and the newest merchandise for Holding Down the Fort podcast. Do you know someone who wants to be on the show? We would love to talk to anybody who's got a story to tell about how they got to the top. 
Thank you again, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode.